0: Welcome back to Consuming the Craft podcast at Asheville-Buncombe Technical Community College in the Craft Beverage Institute of the Southeast. That was a whole thing that I do and I usually mess it up and I I think I got like a B plus thing. Yeah. <laughs> so with me today is Tina Hoffert. You were uh, part of graduating class 20 2020
1: 2020.
0: So yeah pandemic city.
1: Pandemic city. i um, tell you what.
0: You graduated and have been very, very successful since. As soon as you graduated, you started working at uh, Catawba Brewing Company here in Asheville, North Carolina. What did you do there?
1: I was their quality manager. Um, so it was kind of an in-between production in front of house, um, kind of wearing all sorts of hats and whatnot. So the focus was, you know, lab work and, and just upholding the quality there.
0: And then you worked there for, it was over a year, wasn't it?
1: It was, yep.
0: And then you uh, applied to New Belgium Brewing Company, also here in Asheville. And you are working there as a...
1: A brewer now.
0: Like, hot stuff right there, right? (laughs)
1: Um, Very different, but yep, I am now brewing for New Belgium.
0: That's awesome. I mean, uh, as far as being a grad, that makes me feel good. But... You were lucky enough to have a degree before you came here.
1: I did. In, yep. in biology. So
0: you, you had a four-year degree in biology and you tried a bunch of things, right?
1: I did. I was a, a lab analyst for a number of years and I was in the pharmaceutical industry before I came into uh, the booze industry. So you,
0: anything that alters your state of mind?
1: Pretty much.
0: (laughs) You went from hard drugs to alcohol, which is a hard drug. Yeah. Um, So you had the biology degree. You decided to come back to school. Uh, How do you think we did? Well, it got you a job, right?
1: It did. It got me a couple of really great opportunities. And Um,
0: you have now continued your education, which I think is amazing.
1: I have. Yep.
0: And you're working on a master's degree from Harriet Watt out of uh, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Scotland. 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 And uh, when do you when do you think you're going to complete that?
1: I would think 2024. I'll be done with the classes and my thesis and everything. So, so
0: what's your thesis going to be on? I'll put you on the spot right now.
1: Oh man! See, the sky's the limit. It really um, is.
0: You could, you really could talk about. There's so much good booze out there right now. So I know that you are an enthusiast. We'll say, I am. I, I don't want to say a fiend or uh, <laughs> something that has a problem, but you enjoy whiskey.
1: I do. Absolutely and, delicious. And, and
0: tongue-in-cheek, before we pushed record, I said, you should really do your thesis on bourbon.
1: <laughs> and I'm half thinking that's a good idea. Well,
0: and and we went through it, and we talked about it. I was like, you could write off all the bourbon you're buying for your thesis, and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. I did. Yes, yes. And then then selfishly, what this was all about was me getting you a job at one of my favorite distilleries right? so I could get get free, free bourbon.
1: Some delicious samples, if you will. <laughs> well, and I, they'd be on the
0: podcast. Not that anybody really cares. Um, that being said, uh, it's time for Booze Clues. So I did pour okay. you a sample, and I, I already told you it was bourbon. But uh, this is one um, that I know you haven't had because it's unusual. It's from Maryland. uh, And I'm assuming you haven't had it, but it's uh, something called Matchstick uh, Straight Bourbon. It is uh, from a certified organic distillery out of Maryland. I think it is uh, delightful, to be honest. So you, being coming from the sensory side and then to the brewing side, I would love for you... To describe the smells, tastes, and flavors that you get in that Ooh. bourbon, putting you kind of a little bit on the spot. But there's no the thing is is people are like I don't want to say the wrong there's no wrong thing. It's there what isn't. you taste. I yeah, can't tell you that you don't taste that.
1: Sensory is absolutely subjective.
0: A hundred percent. So it's one of those things where oh I smell f- uh, feet. I, I can't <laughs> tell you that you don't smell feet. It's just right. Yeah.
1: It is what it is.
0: It is what it is. But this is, uh, I poured you a, a wee dram since wee you're going dram. to. wee dram. Yeah. Uh, of this, uh, it is caramel colored. Uh, it's got uh, pretty good legs. And it, it does. Is, it coats the glass and it uh, drops down nice and slow. So it gives you an idea of some of the viscosity. But uh, give it a sniff. Give it a smell. Tell me what you, uh, tell me what you smell. Ooh,
1: it smells amazing, first of all. It, it smells like bananas it to it me. It, a little acetate, I get that too. A banana. Um, yeah.
0: I actually tasted a Jack Daniels single barrel the other day that had that same isoamyl acetate in it.
1: Like the right amount.
0: No, I mean, no, no. It's, it's not overpowering. It's, so it's delightful. It's, yeah. yeah it's, it's blended in with some of the other smells and flavors. Mm. I'd be curious to see what you taste in it. Ooh.
1: Ooh, that's yummy. Isn't it good? It's not, the malt character isn't super overpowering or anything. It's just,
0: I, I want um, to, it's, it's at 45%. I wanted to hand the bottle to me because uh, I wanted to make sure. I, and at 45, there is, uh, there's some alcohol heat, but it just doesn't. It's
2: not yeah, and, overwhelming.
0: No. And there's a lot of amazing flavors on the backside. So it's coming from uh, McClintock Distilling Company. And I wanted to make sure I got this right out of Maryland. It's USDA certified organic uh, bottled in Frederick, Maryland. And I just, uh, I was lucky enough to get a bottle of this from one of my students and and to thank him. Uh, I just have been really, really impressed with bourbons coming outside. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I love Kentucky bourbon. There's a bottle of Buffalo Trace right there. Uh, But I've been impressed with... How folks outside of what we would, you know, normally consider bourbon country have been right. producing some pretty amazing things.
1: Yeah, no, this is great. I can't say I've heard of them before, but it's delightful. I, I think it's really good. It's almost, it almost tastes like candied to me. Like, well, that's candy. Yeah. that's
0: because not to say that you have a. <laughs> no, I'm just you, you, you. I mean, it's been something that you've talked about for a long time. Your, oh, it's so good. Your yeah. passion for whiskey.
1: I do. I do love a good whiskey.
0: Do you think if you worked at a distillery making whiskey, it would ruin whiskey for you? Because I bet oh, beer has man. been ruined for you. To, you some, to some degree. Not, not like It's not like you're never going to drink beer again, but right. it's, it's not the same. Well, specifically before you joined the program. Right. Because then we came at it from a very, very heavily sensory aspect. And now you've brewed it and done quality control on it for so long.
2: Right.
1: I think I still love beer. I really do. But I think the exposure, you're right. The more you're exposed to it, the more you want to try other things. Yeah. So if I were to be a, a whiskey distiller, I think it may be along the same lines, but I don't know if I could ever get over <laughs> just how delicious whiskey is. <laughs> it's so good.
0: I Yeah, I've been in the Beverage industry for a long time, and I still get blown away yeah. by some of the amazing flavors and tastes that I could get. I get to discover um, not because I want to; it's because I do it for the kids, right? It's for the children, it is. It's for them, <laughs> it's for kids. the kids. Yeah, and I, like I say, I, I don't want to drink um, this delicious bourbon, but if I have to describe it to students, uh, right, it, I, it would be bad for me not to be able to uh, talk sensory. Uh, with what I taste to help educate.
1: No, I totally get it. So, what do you taste out of it? Well, it,
0: it, I, I got that Islamic acetate right away, I and mean, that's mm-hmm. high level nerd for a banana, right? So it is. <laughs> I get um, a little bit of tangerine, uh, just a, like a hint. I of, totally see that. Yeah, yep. yeah, just a hint of uh, tangerine in the in the nose, and mm, I get. Uh, love i get love in this i mean this is such a really nice balanced bourbon it is you know and i just it not coming from uh uh kentucky just blows my mind because i've had some yeah. really amazing whiskey um locally produced and just outside of that normal bourbon belt that i've been really really impressed with as of late whether right. it's a single malt or a bourbon or even a weeded whiskey um, oh yeah which I think is a really interesting category uh, that we'll start seeing potentially more people kind of dabble with.
1: Have you seen the hazy spirits trend? What do you think of that?
0: 100% know nothing about it.
1: So people are leaving a bit of haze in their products now. And just bottling them up, almost like a hazy, you know, the hazy beer trends. Like a hazy whiskey? Yeah.
0: So I know that uh, Stranahan's out of Colorado, when they first started distilling, um, they didn't want to filter their whiskey. And part of the tannin protein complex, or like part of what's being pulled out of the barrel forms a haze just naturally. Right. And so I think that as consumers, specifically whiskey consumers, um, as they're educating themselves, uh, they know that haze isn't necessarily a bad thing. Right. Uh, but certainly this, you know, there's going to be some consumers that will say that that's a fault. Uh, so I, 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 I didn't know it was really a trend, and I'm excited to see more of that as like people don't uh, filter potentially some of that flavor out. Right. And so like a cask strength uh, whiskey... Uh, diluted down to 40% would probably have a haze naturally to it.
1: I think so. How do you think that would affect the flavors of these products?
0: Well, you know, if you're filtrating, or filtrating, wow, this whiskey is really good. <laughs> uh, if you're filtering out haze formation, you're going to remove some of the tannins. Right. And so that tannin, that astringency, that bite uh, that you would get with like a really big, bold red wine, she is part of the flavor of whiskey. And so I think potentially it could lighten the flavor if you filter some of that out. So you're going to get some, I think some whiskeys that hold up maybe potentially better in a cocktail or over ice or just in a glass over time and, and get maybe potentially some bigger, bolder flavors. Now what this, this is a challenge to me now to go out and buy a bunch of hazy spirits. and again, I don't want to do this.
2: (laughs) It's for the kids. Thank you.
0: You get it. (laughs) So I, and and I hadn't heard that trend. And so that's something that you, I mean, that's, this is why I do this podcast. I want to learn just as much as everybody else. So
1: Yeah. And I haven't seen any hazy spirits in the stores yet, but I have seen them kind of pop up on social medias and things like that. I was just really curious. Yeah. Well, what it would taste like or what the comparison would be between the two products.
0: Now flipping back, from spirits back to what you do for a living. Right. What do you think the next big trend in beer is going to be?
1: Oh, man. That's
0: a really tough call that right now. That is a because, really
1: yeah. hard question. Because you've
0: worked at a, a pretty regional facility and now you work at an international facility.
2: That's right.
0: Uh, and, and so you've seen different levels of certainly production and just like trends and other things. What do you think is the next cool thing that'll be coming out?
1: You know, I'm not sure. Um, I work with IPAs mostly.
0: Right. And so and those it, will
1: always be popular, I, I, in my opinion. And, and I think
0: that every brewery should have one on draft. I agree. Because I think there's always going to be that drinker coming in just looking for, uh, for that hot bomb.
1: I, yeah, always. Um, which they are delicious, for sure.
0: You worked a very hard shift. You're out of whiskey. So you're already crying on the way home. Oh, no. ABC stores it's so closed, sad. right? They're closed. No access to whiskey right now. Just right. tears in your eyes. It's so you're sad. you're driving carefully. You just got off work. You're gonna go home. You're gonna treat yourself to a beer. What do you pour?
1: Oh man, there's See, no whiskey. No whiskey. So
0: you're already in a terrible mood.
1: in a <laughs> in a very sad position. Um, <laughs> I love. I love a good Guinness.
0: So yeah, that's I know usually that, that's my one, good of your, go-to. one of your favorites. Just a, a nice uh, stout, you know, nice even, whether stout. it's nitrogenated or carbonated.
1: Right. A little lower ABV. I tend to go for lower ABV beers nowadays. So
0: I, I think most people are. And I think that's the trend.
1: I think so, too.
0: I think something that is more sessionable. And I, like, I hate that. I, I don't necessarily like that term, but something that where you could drink... A couple of beers right and still be conscious right because there, right. there was a time where people were chasing this uh number that was just absurd right like i, I can't like
2: imperial
1: this uh, and that yep. double
0: imperial triple <laughs> you know and they were chasing these numbers where i was like i can't drink this at your facility right because i don't want to land up on the floor exactly. i'd have to drink this on my couch at home, <laughs> yeah, and hopefully my wife wouldn't get mad for me snoring because I would just, just fall yeah, <laughs> just fall asleep, and my my kids would be like, "Daddy, are you okay? Daddy just had nine night juice. It's he did.
1: He had ten percent something or other. Right. And, highest. Yeah.
0: Even with like an eight ounce pour or six ounce pour, that's such a big beer. It is, and it's so satiating and don't get me wrong there is a time and place for absolutely those beers. absolutely I love those beers but I can see now uh in you know the time of year that it is it's becoming spring here and I think people's palates change that I can see where uh you know lower alcohol beers and I think people are dabbling in this non-alcoholic market or so. uh, very very low alcohol market and I can see that people are also dabbling in uh kind of the craft lager
1: yeah absolutely I don't know if
0: you've seen that trend around town where people are of sticking their toe into the the lager market which is surprising because it takes are. so much longer to make one
1: it does it really does but i think it's it's worthwhile because they're absolutely delicious I, i'm a huge fan yeah they're awesome
0: and and it's uh you know for those of you that are listening at all times of the year um as may approaches my box or one of my favorite styles of beer. And, don't, and those are those are not sessionable those are uh sip on the couch as you're <laughs> enjoying the spring weather or in the backyard with no plans of driving anywhere for a couple days but um uh, right. i mean those are big bold beers for may uh they're very satiating they're they're delicious they're they're big uh, multi-deliciousness right and um you know those type of beers is the the lagers trend and Maybe we'll see the same kind of Bach come down in alcohol percentage and be a little bit more year-round option, which I think would be amazing.
1: I think it definitely looks that way. So you would think more, I don't want to call it traditional style, but more traditional styles yeah, I, I are getting more you know, attention nowadays. I would think
0: so. I, I do. I think people are looking back at some of the ones maybe that they – first experimented with or or you just kind of circular back to like maybe a, a old-school german lager or
1: yeah pilsner kolsches things yeah. like that yeah yeah
0: and, and those are challenging things to brew as you very well know
1: they are they're very challenging pilsners
0: you can't really hide a lot of off flavors because there's
1: nothing to hide it with there's nothing it's yeah. it's
0: not like an imperial russian stout where you can get right 11% and have all sorts of crazy flavors coming from it um, and, and be able to potentially hide some stuff in it because the bold, bold flavors mask uh, potentially some things.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's definitely on the up and up and it's getting a, you know more attention from, I would say, consumers, not necessarily industry mm-hmm. folks like you and I. I think consumers are starting to...
0: Well, I think they're getting more educated as well.
1: I think so too.
0: So changing topics again, you being a whiskey fan... Yes. What do you think, good or bad, about wine aged in a bourbon barrel?
1: Oh, man. I can't say I've had too many, but I think it would be delicious. A nice red wine or something like that aged in a whiskey barrel. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
0: Because I've started to see... Not started. I mean, that trend's been around for a little bit. And I've actually seen a boxed wine. Really? That was aged in a bourbon cask. So um, I'm always curious to see what people are thinking about these barrel finishes whether it's whiskey and there's a bunch of new whiskies and bourbon bourbon itself has taken a lot of cues from scotch where they're finishing in a port cask or sherry butt right. or a madeira finish and i i love those
1: the distillery that comes to mind is Angel envy they have a port barrel aged i think it's a rye
0: they just released a madeira finish ooh well, that sounds
1: amazing I
0: have been doing my due diligence to try to track that down uh because I love Madeira oh yeah I love port I love so good. I really like fortified wines <laughs> me a lot. too more They're than awesome. I should more <laughs> right? and that's something that I don't uh, uh, champagne and fortified wines just doesn't get don't like champagne New Year's no one else drinks right. it like champagne and fried chicken is the best food pairing oh yeah with it's so good fortified wines don't get enough attention Madeira Marsala,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, all of these beautiful, beautiful fortified wines that are just this delicious, just digestif after a, a big meal, you know, or, or or an aperitif, or just it's it can be uh, as sweet as you want it or as dry as you want it, and exactly. it can be just brilliant. And all of those finishes now that are coming in, uh, and I know Scotch has been doing it for a long time, but a portwood finished bourbon is Yum. uh Is incredible. I have uh, an empty bottle of Angel's Envy Portwood finish in my office.
1: So good. It's
0: it's amazing. So I
1: think yeah, the cross between the different types of craft beverages and you know finishing in those types of barrels, I think I I love it. I love the idea. Um, The products are really good.
0: so So I like it. As a former student working at a brewery, working on our masters, what's the ultimate goal?
2: Ooh, for me. I, I Ooh, mean, man. I look.
0: F- I- I'll be open and honest. I look forward to working for you someday.
1: <laughs> they will eventually
0: fire me from here. Let's be honest. Oh man. Let's just let's just be completely open and honest. Um, so I need you to go someplace big where you can get me a, a low-level position somewhere. Um, working, working, with uh, whiskey or something. I I, I, I like whiskey. I'm like <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> Um, Man. but, uh, what, what, like after you graduate with your master's, uh, you'll probably still be working at New Belgium, which is not, which is a great company, uh, great people. I, I love the folks oh, yeah. over there. I love the beer. So it's not like you're in a bad position. Um, and I think you've kind of alluded to the fact that if you worked in whiskey, it might be, it'd never be too much whiskey, but it would be, it wouldn't have the same You know, when you turn a hobby into a career, it kind of ruins it.
1: You know, is whiskey
0: your hobby and beer is your career?
1: You know, I would probably say something like that. Okay. I can enjoy a delicious glass of whiskey Um, occasionally, in in moderation, moderation, yes, occasionally. Um, you know, the sky's the limit. I really don't know what future goals are. I'm very happy at New Belgium. Um, they are awesome.
2: They're
0: great people. They, the work just,
1: culture is just phenomenal. Um, There's a
0: great work-life balance. They're just good oh people. Oh yeah,
1: just good people yeah. that really appreciate one another. Um, so I could see myself there and happy for a long time. Um, uh, so, so
0: now I have to talk about the elephant in the room. You came here for our two-year curriculum. You have a four-year undergraduate degree, and now you're getting your graduate degree. What can we do to improve our program here, and what did we do well? Two-part question.
1: I will start with what you did well. Um, I would say comparing it to my master's degree, it's very on par with one another. Like the the curriculum core curriculum yep. that
0: we've we taught you okay um that makes up me very happy.
1: well yeah no and there was a lot of information over the the two-year degree mm-hmm. that i thought was really beneficial going into this industry so i thought that was really it was well done okay and it covered just about everything i'm learning right now
0: thank you <laughs> it's certainly more in depth now i assume
1: it is. The Instant. material definitely has a lot more detail to it, but I don't think it's necessarily something you'd have to know okay. to be successful in this industry. Sure. Um, as far as you said the other part of what, the question. What, what yeah, what, what could we
0: do I better? Do? What, 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 uh, what would you, as, as now that you worked in the industry, you worked on the quality control side, you're now working uh, in the brewing side of things, the hot side work production, even the cellar work that you've done what can we focus or add more to our curriculum uh, to make our graduates even more successful? Because you are a very, very successful grad. And we've had a lot of uh, amazing grads on the podcast, but we're always trying to improve the program as you guys are out in the marketplace now doing this stuff. What can we add or what can we bring more focus to uh, curriculum-wise for us to be able to continue the success with our grads?
1: Oh, man, not a tremendous amount comes to mind. I really do think it was well-rounded. Um, we did focus a good amount on beer yes. on my time here. And I yes. think as the program's growing, you're adding in all sorts of craft beverages. Yes. And so that would be my only... A
0: perfect example today was they were making seltzer, which we, we never did with your cohort because it right. wasn't... I mean, it was just starting to boost. It's just
1: trendy. A- yep.
0: And uh, we have... You know, it's interesting, the newer students now uh, when you, when you guys came and I asked you that first day, Hey, what do you want to do? Right. And everyone said beer. And there might've been two or three in your cohort that were like, I'm really interested in the distillation side of things. Right. Here in these newer cohorts, it's almost 50 50.
1: Wow. That's awesome. So, So they
0: have some that are interested in both, but there are people that really want to specialize. So in our curriculum, we have started adding distillation uh, the the process of doing it and making sure they're getting more hands-on experience with the commercial-sized equipment even sooner right, within the curriculum. Yeah. And so that is one of the trends that we've done within the past couple of years. And it's been difficult with uh, the pandemic, just oh, like yeah. everything's been difficult. absolutely Buying yeah. shoes has been difficult with the it's pandemic.
1: Just a layer of yeah difficulty I never thought any of us would have to go through. No,
0: no, not at all. And then, so we, we, we've... We've taken what you guys have said, and we've really taken it to heart and we wanna certainly make it better because you guys have made, well, frankly, the piece of paper we give you right uh, worth a lot of money. We have people calling from all over the country asking about grads and asking about uh, you know hiring and how do we get on the job board and how we get a, 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 a contact with those folks. And I have an that alumni awesome. list that I keep uh, that no one sees. And people, I always forward the job postings on uh, that's to right. you guys yep. Yeah, yep. when they come. So if you're interested in moving or, or gallivanting around the planet. Right. Because we yeah, do have no, people awesome. all over the planet now.
1: And that's something I really enjoyed about the program is you kind of get out what you put in. So like you're saying, interest levels. You know, If we're all interested in beer, that's what you'll focus on. It's not necessarily um, super... Not structured. I don't know the, the right word for that, but it's flexible to learn yeah. what you want
0: to. And, and uh, we understand that things change. Right. Like a seltzer is a perfect example. We, very we, trendy. It, like, yeah. We had you guys brew ginger beer, which is that's right. kind of a type of seltzer, but it, we right now are doing a very neutral seltzer base today. Wow. So that they can flavor them down the road. So it's one of those things where we feel i mean recently really had to curtail our curriculum to market trends
1: right exactly because
0: the growth in that stuff is absurd
1: it's yeah it's incredible do you drink them i do actually seltzers we have um fruit smash from new belgium yeah and i actually really enjoy it
0: okay here's the secret what's the secret i don't want to like them
1: you don't want but you you do i do
0: they're refreshing <laughs>
1: they are
2: <laughs> they're there are awesome. there are
0: times where they are scratching the itch oh yeah in their light, they're refreshing they're they're user-friendly i mean the, all of are. the kitschy words but like I, I there's some i don't like don't get me wrong but right uh there are ones that are just
2: fantastic oh yeah
0: and i don't want to say that because i'm like a oh, big whiskey beer rum socket right. like really traditional stuff but like I can appreciate
1: a good seltzer.
0: What goes into the manufacture of those things?
1: Oh, it is not easy. No,
0: not by any means. Because you're not again, you're having this very very neutral malt base or sugar base, depending on which avenue you're going to. And then you can't hide anything. You really have to have such a clean, consistent fermentation and uh, clean filtration. And then you're adding potentially flavors or even brewing with flavors at the same time. It's it's a mess. It's a hot mess.
1: It is a hot mess. It really it's is. It's a lot of hard work.
0: And it is, uh, the, the growth in that industry just astounds me. Oh, yeah.
1: Exploded. And
0: now that it's getting hot again, I can oh, yeah. see the trend coming back. So, um, it's okay that you like them. Because <laughs> I, I like some I of them can't too. help myself. No, so I can't good. either. I can't. And it, like, I don't know. It, there are some things that I tried recently that I was really surprised on how much I did like.
1: Really? Like it, what? It example. doesn't
0: matter. I'm not going to mention brands because I'm not sponsored by any. If uh, someone would like to sponsor the podcast,
2: oh, there you that's go. That's
0: a whole nother level. <laughs> there you go. I, I will drink this. <laughs> or drink It's a lot blue in the face. No, uh, it's it's um. Uh, I've been even involved in helping design some of them.
1: Oh, so uh, wow.
0: There's a a bourbon seltzer coming out from Two Trees and an old fashioned RTD and like.
1: That is so cool. Yeah, I've been lucky
0: enough to be able to be on the R&D side of some of those things and, and just yeah, going back to whiskey. Right. I, I like whiskey. Exa- so yes. I wanted like, not necessarily, and I like fruits too. So like these fruity seltzers, they, they're great at, at certain times. But then there's other times where I wanted to order like a, a, a bourbon and water or bourbon and seltzer or bourbon and soda Right. at the bar, but they don't serve that at the bar yeah. so you could get it in seltzer form and I was like well that
1: like a to-go cocktail kind of deal yes, yeah
0: yes so I'm excited to see uh the trends in that industry too because I think people are gonna get really creative with flavors and I think I they're think gonna so get more too. local
1: I think so too
0: I think there's a lot of breweries in town now that are making seltzer that weren't making it three or four years ago and I don't think it's going away because I think I don't for think so for some folks that's just that's where their palate lies
1: yeah yeah no it'll be interesting to see what comes out of all the to-go cocktails that's actually pretty exciting to watch the ready to drink stuff Mm -hmm. is going to be
0: really interesting with uh this summer in particular right because there's a lot of big names coming to the table with some very very interesting things
1: that's awesome yeah
0: so everything in moderation
1: Absolutely.
0: I mean, I preached that the whole time, and this program is about me getting free booze, so I can't thank you <laughs> for being here today, Tina. Uh, you are going oh to uh, be prolific in the industry, and like I said, please save a job for me at some point when I get fired from here. <laughs> so, thank you for thank you for coming and drinking bourbon yeah, with me.
1: Absolutely, so. thank you so much for having me on.
0: And thank you to Danny McConnell from McConnell Farms for sponsoring the podcast. Taste the way you remember. Thanks, Danny, for everything you've done and donated to the program. Uh, that's some of the cider that you guys fermented out when you were here it was from Danny McConnell.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's so awesome.
0: Thanks, Danny. Uh, thank you for everyone listening to Consuming the Craft Podcast. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Cheers.